take a time machine back to before the world went to hell. Around the year 2000. The 80s and 90s were so rad. The movies, the music, the TV, the games. That's what I want to talk about. Like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And continue the conversation on Facebook and Instagram. And if you're cool enough, join the show on Patreon for exclusive bonus content. And now... Less Than 2,000 with Adam Wentz and Chad Bischoff. Less Than 2,000. Now part of the HyperX Podcast Network. Greetings and salutations. I formally convey my presence. Chad Bischoff, you have been fined one credit for the violation of the verbal morality statute. <laughs> Never thought we'd be starting out the Demolition Man conversation this way. <laughs> Just a string of profanity. What seems to be your boggle? He doesn't know how to use the three seashells. <laughs> this movie, Demolition Man. I did no research at all i just watched the movie like a fanboy and made notes well, and good. surprised myself about how many things like i for how many great moments of this movie that i had forgotten over the years so this is one of those things that i this is one of those movies that i feel if you were a fan there were so many great moments in this movie that you almost can't forget them which is why you probably have no notes. I'm glad you got the recap. I'm glad you got the enjoyment out of re-watching this film. But it's f***ing iconic. It's so dated, but it's, it's, it's timeless in the way that it's dated. I mean, let's start from the standpoint, the opening sequence is set in 1996. This movie came out in, was it 91? And yeah, that was the future back then. Yeah. We're going to set this in advance to a dystopian LA in five, in five years, years from down now. the road. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Demolition Man was actually 1993. So we're talking okay. three years later. And it was, and it was this dystopian future where like the gangs have completely taken over portions of LA. But actually, now that you're saying that, now that I think about it, isn't that sort of like in a weird way? The gangs were rampant in the 90s. So yes. in a weird way, you can't set it too far in the future. You have to take the fear of what's going on because cinema represents what's really happening in the world if done right. Mm-hmm. And and so you, you're not going to set that. This is where like the filmmakers are like, gangs are really bad right now. So I have an idea. Three years when, they're, when they've taken over everything, when they're trapping hostages in buildings and LA is on fire. Yes. That's perfect. Three years from now. 1996 it now. is. What an entrance. What an amazing <laughs> entrance to, to, to a film where your main character jumps out of a helicopter, bungees out of a helicopter... Like, with anti-aircraft fire surrounding him, <laughs> cuts the thing loose, and then goes in and just shoots people, punches people, kicks people, hits people in the face around a corner, because he's just that cool, he knows they're coming. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he, then, he has the sense that they're around the corner. And he's wearing that beret, <laughs> and he's, and he's and just shooting everybody as he's jumping out of the hel- helicopter. Yeah. And what a great video game. Let's just jump straight ahead to the the, the Sega game. Like, 
that was done very well. Like he jumps out of the helicopter and he's just shooting people all over this future dystopian LA. And oh man, what a what a great start to the movie. And 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 the they blow up. I know you're always going on about special effects being too much, and I agree with you. But like this opening sequence, five minutes in, they b- actually blow up a building, and he's running out of there with. Phoenix on his shoulders going <laughs> as the building's blowing up behind him. Yeah. And like, this is going to be an awesome movie. But there were really, was. but there was really like fire. There was really special effects. Yes. There was really things going on. And that's, that's what made it awesome. It wasn't like, uh, you know, in movies where you just see the little, the little fake little like, you know, CG, you know, the VFX where it's kind of poof and you see the fire and you're like, poof. that's not real fire. They were really, they were really flying choppers and they, yes. you know, diving down and 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 doing this and it makes for a great shot it makes for great shots with the exploding building you can't get that any other way no especially in 93 no no so it was it was uh just a great opening to the movie now i will say so the premise of this movie is john spartan the cop gets put on ice just like wesley snipes gets cryogenically frozen because remember in 1993 they thought they were only three years away from being able to do that yeah to just cryogenically <laughs> freeze people alive and they'd be fine you know and so um how do you believe you know, how do you believe you're that close to successfully being able to do something like that only to end up still not having it 25 years later like right to, who who comes out and goes you know we're really close we're probably within three years of being able yes. to like cryogenically freeze a human being from mm-hmm. now until we can solve world hunger and yeah. disease and cancer uh yeah really missed that mark it's been 25 <laughs> years and still we don't have anything close to this <laughs> so they so the, the the only the only major nitpick I have on a plot level is like the whole so the the everybody died in that explosion they think the 30 hostages died in the explosion and 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 so they they put they put the cop on ice too. He gets the same exact punishment as the murderous gangster and just like, you know, yeah, just put him on he like he he was it was conviction of manslaughter for 30 people, and he just, yeah, cryogenically frees the cop. And, like, they never did any, like, investigation about, like, whether those hostages were already dead or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, you like, could cryogenically, <laughs> we've learned how to yeah. freeze a human being, but we don't have enough sense to tell at what point the hostages died. Nope, clearly right. they just did it. I mean, they just, re, no, oh, yeah, look John into it. just killed people. No, no, don't look <laughs> into it. He's, he no, obviously take, killed everybody. Yes, exactly. Take take the word of the murderous crime boss who's like, I told him they were still alive. He said he didn't care. <laughs> like, as he's being taken off, like, well, his word's good for it, right? Yeah. And, the, and, 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 and the judges in 96 are like, well, I believe him. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but the movie has to happen. So that's how we get there. This futuristic society where there's no crime, there's no everybody's super politically correct. Nobody swears. Nobody eats red meat. Non-educational toys are not a thing. (laughs) And and he just, and Phoenix is, comes back to, he gets thought out and comes back into this world. That's completely ill, ill prepared to handle him whatsoever. It's a hilarious premise. It's not, I mean, it's not just hilarious. 
it's a an amazing premise. I, I mean, let's. I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to like geek out here a little bit over this, but like this really is a great premise. And now you have a badass cop with one of the worst murderous villains, you know, gang leaders, mob bosses, whatever of all time, and they have to fight each other in a world where nobody knows how to shake hands. <laughs> Just say, I love the non-contact I mean, do you really want the greetings and salutations guy being like, yeah, send him to go kill Phoenix. See see how that works out. They haven't even touched each other in in, in decades as a, as a human race. Yeah, exactly. And, and the, the response is, he goes, uh, and the, the cop that meets him on the scene is like getting pointers. And the, the, the computer or whatever is telling him, Tell the suspect to lie down on the ground with his hand behind his back. He has that little thing in his hand. Uh, 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 Lie down uh, with with your hands uh, behind your head. (laughs) He made a crude remark and was not responsive. Tell him to do it again firmly and add the words, or else. (laughs) It's so funny. And you get that great line by Rob Schneider is like, we're police officers. We're not fit to handle this kind of violence. <laughs> As he's just kicking everybody's ass. Like, they, they We're not no trained for, for this stuff. Like what? <laughs> I love how they call it a murder. They don't know what a one eight seven is. Yeah. Like, as soon as it's popping up, everyone's looking around, going, "What's a one eight seven? And then, a of course, Sandra Bullock's character is like, "Oh my god, it's a murder death kill!" Like she's all like, <laughs> "We haven't seen one of these ever." She's all giddy about it, and like. <laughs> I get to see some real action. <laughs> the three seashells. My God, what a great, what a great joke! What a great recurring joke! Oh, to, I mean, and then to never reveal it. Like I still want to know. Like I, I've walked through this through my head. I even when yeah. I'm on vacation, I'm walking the beach, I'm frolicking at sunset, I'm looking at all the sea <laughs> seashells, and yeah, I'm like, think of demolition man. And I go, how the f- use the three she- seashells? Like, beep. Chad Bischoff, you are now fined another <laughs> one credit. So, but how? I mean, like, I love how they don't answer it, but I mean, it's just because it, it's. I not love that. That's real. the that's the most brilliant part of, of never answering it, and that people have fan theories about it yeah. and have postulated over the years. Like, some people get really upset that they never answered yeah. it, but I think that's part of the brilliance. That is it. part of the brilliance. I mean, there's nothing greater than. Then when when Rob Schneider goes, ah, he doesn't know how to use the three seashells. Ah. <laughs> it's like he's totally I, I, laughing at him. Like this guy, like what? He was like, did you just say toilet paper? And Sandra Bullock has this great delivery of the line. She's like, they used to use wadded up handfuls of paper in, in to wipe the their, and they're all snickering and stuff. Now I actually I want to go on record. I want everybody, Mm -hmm. this has to make the main podcast and everything, no matter what. I think we will look back and laugh at the fact that the dirtiest place in our body gets cleaned with just a handful of wadded up toilet paper. When you really break it down, (laughs) there's going to become a time and it's not going to be the three seashells. But you know what I mean? Like, like I, I proudly have a bidet and I use the, the hell out of it because to me, it just makes sense to clean yourself better than a handful of wadded up toilet paper. Like, like if you really think about it, we're going to look back in a hundred years and go, 
What were they thinking? Smart point. My theory was always like it's it's it is like a bidet. In the first seashell, you twist it, and that like you know waters it and and you know suds it up or whatever. The second one rinses it, and the third one dries it. That was oh, so you that's think, always kind of what the I thought. Three seashells are like fixed to the actual toilet, and it's three seashells, and each one controls a different thing. Yeah. Yeah, and he says it's where where the toilet paper should be. There's a shelf with three seashells. So so it's not on the toilet, it's right next to it, like where your toilet paper roll would be on the counter or on, on the wall, right? But I gotta be got honest. Little... I you know what? I've I've I have thought about this many a night. Yeah. And I think you just came closest to the answer. It wasn't that you were like using the three seashells on Scooping your body it out with it or yeah something. no <laughs> you you were using them in a combination of of tweakage and turnage to do mm-hmm. something you know that that would essentially just take care of all of your unpleasant needs hi it's me jeremy Parrish, co-host of the retronauts podcast the only video game history podcast that's been around so long it's also a part of video game history Every week, one of the motley rabble who hosts this show leads a deep dive into the past, whether it's to break down a classic franchise, learn more about a timeless game from its creator, or just wallow in nostalgia. Relive history with Retronauts, here on the HyperX Podcast Network. Previously on Chat of the Wild. Good to know. Uh, I, I, yeah. I wanted to use this time to impart some words of wisdom from Ezlo. Straighten up your hair once I'm gone. Uh, you gotta style all over the ladies. Uh, la 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 are the words to his new hit single live long love long and uh, also he woke up from a dream where he forgot to study for the test so <laughs> did he really say all those things yeah yeah these are all things that that I, <laughs> that I discussed that he discussed with me that's magical chat of the wild breaking down zelda and zelda like games one dungeon at a time wednesdays on the HyperX podcast network Love long, baby. <laughs> it's time to tap in with the HyperX Quadcast S microphone. The stunning HyperX Quadcast S features dynamic, customizable RGB lighting, a convenient tap to mute sensor, and four selectable polar patterns. So we can broadcast crystal clear audio, whether you're gaming, streaming, podcasting, or impressing your remote colleagues and classmates. So what are you waiting for? Join the Quad Squad and tap in today with the HyperX Quadcast S microphone. In addition to the the swearing fines and the three seashells, this had a couple. This movie had a couple other great, really memorable things about it. The product placement, specifically Taco Bell, I think they handled that so well and so funny. I just think it's so overt product placement, but they made it funny and they made it serve the story. The way he's like, I would like to take you out to a fancy dinner at Taco Bell. <laughs> now all restaurants are Taco Bell. And I, I just think that was such a funny way of presenting the product placement so blatantly, but like acknowledging it and winking to the camera and and just the, can you believe this quality to it all? You've been fined with one credit. <laughs> the, the couple of funny things about it, in the international release, they it was Pizza Hut. So in the version I watched, it had Pizza Hut. And so, but they didn't redo the scenes. 
And so it's just really bad ADR voiceover. It's just like you just see them say Taco Bell, but it says you hear the words Pizza Hut. And and the coolest thing about it, I would love to see a spin-off to this movie, a prequel to this called The Franchise Wars, because that's what Sandra Bullock says. Taco Bell was the only restaurant to survive the franchise wars. So now all restaurants are Taco Bell. How awesome would it be to see Burger King versus Taco Bell versus Pizza Hut versus McDonald's? All vying to be number one, which is what they're all doing now anyway. But like to have it be to where, you know, there is no limitation. Somebody will win. Yes. (laughs) Who wins out? Is it Taco Bell? Is it is it pizza? Because sadly, with the amount of money in fast food. You know it would be some pathetic fast food chain that would win out in humanity, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. And and I love the idea of it starting out like ruthless monopoly kind of, you know, yeah. like business type war, but then turning into actual warfare. It's like Yeah, you can and you can and it could it could go from like business warfare to like yeah. complete brainwashing uh uh um sabotage gaslighting the uh, all of all human beings that don't know on the rest mm-hmm. of the planet so they're all being fed information that's like brainwashing them to believe that like taco, taco bell is it yes. and then it, but then it but then there's this uh, a group of outcasts that are like no f you in your face man big yeah. company corporation ads and right. then all of a sudden in comes like mili- military style warfare yes. by the fast food industry. Yes. So you got like Chick-fil-A being like, no, like, I'm coming I'm t- after you. Killing, like invading villages and taking babies away from mothers wearing yeah. a Taco Bell hat. Pizza Hut just invaded Afghanistan. And, <laughs> you know, like, Pizza I'm Hut is you. now in control of the Taliban. You know, oh. like, you know another great thing... Uh, about the future another super memorable thing is that sex like actual sex has been outlawed and she's like do you want to have sex he's like right here i was like <laughs> yes right now uh-huh with you uh-huh oh yeah and it's like, <laughs> oh i'm gonna go get ready and she comes out with the the head thing the virtual the, reality the virtual reality kind set. of like yeah. brain thing and they're having sex virtually and he like and he breaks the connection and she's like goes after her and she's like, I would you like I would I would like you to leave my domicile right now. And like bodily exchanges, fluid exchanges. You have to oh. apply to oh. have sex. Yeah. You have to apply to have children. And it's part of that future like friendly that's, fascism dystopia. That's the one thing that made me really happy with where it went. Was at the end. It's it it kind of proves the point of like people want their red meat, yeah. like you know like come on like there's a world where everybody can live together. You don't have to hide in the in the shadows of the of of the underground, yes, and the you stars. don't have to be such a self indulgent. You know, I'm trying not to curse, but I don't know what else to say. But f- you know what I mean? Who's literally <laughs> like, you know, the good guys were the ones that were bringing chaos to the community. And mm-hmm. it's just proof that not one person should have too much power. Well, Wesley Snipes was, was, of course, he was the inspiration for Dennis Rodman to color his hair. I always wondered which one came first. It was Wesley Snipes came first. And that is what inspired Dennis Rodman 
to do his hair like in multi different colors and all that stuff. And he started with the with the blonde. But Wesley Snipes is having fun. You can tell he enjoyed playing this role. Oh, I I feel like this was the role that was that he was made to play. It may not have been commercially successful, but he had so much fun. And and every time he comes on screen, you you kind of love hate him. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because you enjoy watching kind of the evil because yes. you're like, you know what? It feels weird to be in a society that's so clean. You have to use three seashells for your butt. <laughs> you know, he, so, he's got so much charisma. Yeah, it's so so much charisma and so much personality that it's when he's on screen, he's electric. And 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 how do you not? How do you not like that? Um, yeah. Now, how about Dennis Leary bringing some of his stand-up, you know, into a very memorable role? Did that bother you? I have mixed feelings on it. And and I loved Dennis Leary, especially back then. Huge fan of his stand-up. No Cure for Cancer came out right around this time, a couple, maybe a year or two before. And I, I really, I like Dennis Leary. I liked his shtick. It is like looking back on it. It is it is out of place. I mean, he straight up does his stand up. Yo, Adam, can you believe that less than 2000 has a sponsor now? Chad, this is the moment we've been waiting for. HyperX isn't just our new network sponsor. They're the maker of the acclaimed Quadcast and Quadcast S microphones. That's dope. Because the Quadcast USB mics look and sound amazing. And they're packed with features. With four selectable polar patterns, you'll get great sound no matter what you're recording. You know that sound you get on other podcasts? The included shock mount and pop filter mean you won't have to shell out extra cash for a great setup. Plus, there's the eye-catching LED indicator and tap-to-mute sensor. So you can tap in and tap out to stop broadcast accidents from happening. It's time for you to tap in with the HyperX Quadcast. And the Quadcast S. I like to think. I like to read. I'm into freedom of speech, the freedom of choice. I'm the kind of guy who likes to sit in a greasy spoon and wonder, gee, should I have a T-bone steak or a jumbo rack of barbecue ribs with a side order of gravy fries? I want high cholesterol. I want to eat bacon and butter and buckets of cheese, okay? I want to smoke a Cuban cigar the size of Cincinnati and in the non-smoking section. I want to run through the streets naked and green jello all over my body reading Playboy magazine. Why? Because I suddenly might feel the need to, okay, pal? I mean, that is his stand-up. <laughs> and that was literally the movie. It gets, <laughs> it's almost like they were like, it was almost like Dennis was like, I'll do the movie, but I get to just do this line that I already know, and we'll call it yes. good. And then everything else, they're just feeding him in a prompter for his one-word, one-line answers. Okay, Rob Schneider. I can't stand Rob Schneider like as a leading man, like Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. I I can't stand his 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 stand up. I, I I don't really like Rob Schneider, but he is excellent in very small doses and was perfect pitch casting for this particular role. And the <laughs> laugh that he does. I I had a, I have a question for you as we as we wrap this up as we round third and come home. This goes back to a conversation we had in season one. Oh. Season 1.5. Hmm. Chad. Adam. Demolition Man or True Lies? Oh, come on. 
How dare you ask me this question? Because I, ah, uh, uh, I don't know how to answer this question because they're two different movies. They're action comedy made one year apart with the sort of beginning to become a little past their, not past their prime, but no longer the it guys, Schwarzenegger and Stallone action comedies with good premise. I, 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 I'm, uh, I'm probably, you were all, you were all true lies when we recorded that. I know. And I, I, I got, I, I, I'm leaning towards true lies. I'm leaning towards true lies because it, it took itself very seriously and I love I love the spy stuff. I I love the future stuff too. That's the problem. See, I always <laughs> considered them to be separate. I always thought Demolition Man was like the perfect futuristic action comedy, and True Lies is about one of the best like comedy or action comedies like taking place as if it's real. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's hard for me to answer that because Demolition Man is way more fun. Mm-hmm. And and has way more comedy to it, yes. And agreed. True Lies has way better action to it. Yeah, ex- you're you're analyzing. It's funny when you started this. Oh come on! I really thought you were going to be like, it's not even close. It's True Lies. Like that's when you were exasperated at the beginning of this. I thought you were going to be like, it's not even close. Don't even ask me that question. I'm, I'm glad to see that it's closer <laughs> than that. And I think you broke it down exactly right. I mean. True Lies has way better action. It costs way more money to make. Yeah. And it was done by James Cameron. And there's nobody better at that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, it was top-notch action all the way through. It looked great. Demolition Man, it had some nice explosions, but it did look kind of cheap. Yeah, there's there's a few spots. studio lot shots where you're like, eh. Exactly. <laughs> but, but, but then, you know, and, and True Lies has tremendous comedy. I mean, some... I mean Tom Top Arnold and, and, and I mean we've already Bill got Paxton. Dallas, Bill Paxton. Um, I mean, but Demolition Man has a was like a was like a more fun comedic ride that didn't take yes. itself seriously. It is such a close. I think you can put them in the same category, and and we did a poll on it. I think we'll do another poll because I want to know what people think. It seemed to me like more people. I would say that. If I had to guess, I would say that uh, Demolition Man's probably more well remembered. I think True Lies. A lot of people kind of, kind of forget about that one in the pantheon of, of of Schwarzenegger films. I think some people might not really have that on their radar, but everybody remembers Three Seashells. Taco Bell <laughs> won the franchise war. The virtual sex, the safe foam, the swearing machine. Like people remember demolition man let's just end this episode with saying um thank you for listening and be well <laughs> swear or something so yeah. we can go out with that i can't be-, be well that's how you want to end the episode <laughs> that's how that's what they say all right thank you for listening and be well oh go f- yourself chad bischoff you've been so fine <laughs>